Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on up, get on up, uh, get on up. Gentlemen's clubs. How oh. you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Pretty mouse now. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, kids, hour two. Center and Saint, if you miss anything from hour one, um, boy, did you miss something. It was great. It was something. You can listen to the podcast. Just go to 1080thefan.com. That will be available following the show. You're welcome. Uh, Also, if you're in your car and going, hey, how do I take this with me out on the golf course in case there's more stories about, you know, penises being bitten by snakes, turn on radio.com. And Luke's dad avoiding forest fires. not, Not really avoiding forest fires. Driving right into the heart of forest fires and having to be drug out. All whiskey soaked and happy to keep camp. Oh, I thought this was America. <laughs> Don't you know this is America? If I want to go camping and sit in a forest fire. I mean, there is a lot of ash falling down. Yes. If the fire is like right there. I'm doing it on my time. Got an update on my text message thread that that fire is 0% contained right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what was supposed to be played this? Very Saturday. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Oregon, Ohio State at Autzen Stadium. That is correct. Have you seen pictures of Autzen Stadium today? I have, and uh, it does not look good. That game would not have been played today. No. So somebody's saying the game was somebody has it out for this football game and does not want it to be played. And these are the people from Ohio saying that, let alone the people living here in Oregon dealing with everything that is going on. This would probably be a good time to just say, I hope everybody listening is safe out there. Your families are all good. Uh, This has been a terrible week. We're obviously here trying to have as much fun as we can. It's kind of what we do. Uh, But I know a lot of people that have been evacuated, people that have lost uh, property, people that have lost homes, people that have lost towns. I talked to somebody that grew up in Mill City this Uh, week. That sucks. Yeah, and there goes your childhood just up in flames. So it's, 
it's a terrible situation. Uh, I just hope everybody uh, stays safe and hopefully we get some rain or get weather conditions that help all of the people that are out fighting these fires um, and doing everything they can to do it. So uh, nothing but uh, appreciation for all the wildland firefighters and people that put their lives on the line to go and, and keep things safe for us. So thank you to everybody. Um, but yeah, this was supposed to be the weekend of Ohio State, Oregon, Next weekend, supposed to be Virginia versus Virginia Tech. That game has already been postponed. Virginia Tech apparently has what they're calling a COVID-19 issue on their campus. I haven't seen any more details than that. I don't know if you've seen anything that gets digs much deeper other than the fact that they will suspend fall sports activities for at least four days, which means by next week they won't be prepared for a football game. And if I have it correct, that means Virginia Tech won't play until September 26th for their first game. And I think Virginia doesn't play now till October. And looking ahead to see when they can remake this game, it looks like it's December. So all of these schedules have been shifted around so that they can play their conference-only schedules. But the idea that they're going to have a college football playoff on time seems less and less realistic um, based on you know just what we know of the season so far, with all of the postponements that we've seen so far, um, but this one this one strikes at me as just going, yeah, man, you have any issue at all? It takes you all week to prepare for a football game. I mean, you played college football, Will. You're, you're not you're not skipping four practices and getting ready in two days, unless you're all superstars, <laughs> which that happens. So Alabama, <laughs> yeah, unless you're Alabama, like on every position. Well, yeah, but yeah, that- I, I just, you know, I, I think I think this is the sad reality we really hoped would not happen and just looks like it's probably going to happen, which is this season is just going to lose relevance really quick. Yeah, just this is going to happen a lot. There's going to be teams that will basically have to pull out. I mean, this is basically what's happened with the MLB. Nobody's yeah. paying attention to baseball anymore. Well. It's no not one. true. Jen Ellis just poke her head in here. She, uh, she's not going to be able to stay for the show today, but she goes, baseball, 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 baseball. Yes, yes, I know. You can scream it as much as you want. Baseball! But it's not even the fact. Padres! And then she left. It's not even the fact that baseball, in fact, is boring. <laughs> it's the fact that you just have teams that are now getting completely suspended or obliterated by this virus. Yeah. And this is going to happen with college football. And this is, I, you're ignorant to think that Virginia Tech is the lone case and that it's like the NBA where they'll have a couple things early on and then that's just scot free and they're good because the NBA is in a bubble. Yep. Like a legit bubble. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, you get caught with an infraction, Daniel House, you out the bubble. Yes. Like, th- this is not a bubble like, oh, it's a couple cities bubble. No, no. It is like, uh, you know, a mile and a half circumvent of one bubble. And so I I think that you're just going to see this more and more. And eventually when it comes to chances, you're probably going to have one of the major schools actually get it. Now that's not to say Virginia tech's not a major college football power. It's just that, you know, we're not talking about Oklahoma right now. We're also not talking about Clemson, Notre Dame, not talking about the blue bloods, Yeah, but it's gonna happen to the blue bloods in the sec. It's just bound to happen. And then you're going to have them miss games. And then we're going to have this debate at the end of the season once we do get to the quote-unquote college football playoff where, well, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Florida, insert team here from the SEC, they missed that week. Yep. 
but we shouldn't count them out for it because they technically didn't play and they've already won all the rest of their games, so we should put them in. Then yeah. it's going to cause this whole other debate where it's just going to be more and more annoying understanding that this season was a wash. Well, and you'll get to the end of the season and you'll look at it and you'll have just college football always has the most uneven results to base their decisions on anyways. That's why you have a college football committee. You never have anything that looks anything like uh, a, a fair schedules to compare. You have to go, well, I mean, yeah, Oregon was fine, but they didn't play anybody in the non-conference. You're going to get to the end of the season and you're going to have everybody stacked up with uneven schedules. You're not going to have uneven number of games. You're going to have mm-hmm. uneven opponents. It's going to be a disaster, but the college football just, season already off. Yeah, I, I just, you know, and I, again, somebody is on the text line, 503-250-1080, uh, screaming Skip Bayless, because I probably sound like him right now. But... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm putting this out there because it, it really bothers me that there's a lot of teams in the South in the SEC that are basically just thumbing their nose at the situation going on down there, which is there's still a lot of people dying from this disease down there. Yeah. And there's still a lot of people contracting it. And it's just, it's very ignorant to think that you can just kind of go around it. It also really makes me mad that these schools are basically exploiting these kids for yeah. free labor. That's and, what they're doing. And well, and the other thing, if you're screaming for the Pac-12 to get started, this is how the rest yes. of the country is starting. There is, there should be no hurry to do it. If no. you can do it safely in January, you're better off. Uh, NFL started on Thursday. We'll do a quick recap of uh, the Chiefs whooping on the Texans, and we'll get you ready for Sunday. We'll get you ready for Sunday. Oh, thank you. And we'll do it next. Sinner and Saint, 1080 the Patrick Mahomes still get up football. So we don't know how much of the Thursday night football game you watched. Uh, probably some U.S. Open on. Yeah. Talking to you. Talking to you. Do you watch yeah. any of the Thursday night football game? Or are you yeah, watching I watch it. Yeah. U.S. Open. Pat Mahomes uh, still good, but I found uh, one of the scariest things for the rest of the NFL. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The rookie running back out of Louisiana, also good at football. Oh. How much of that game did you find was Chiefs being good or just Bill O'Brien is running that Texans ship right into the shoreline and sinking it like a rock? My favorite part of that game was uh, our collective like confirmation that the David Johnson trade was not a good idea. Well, he had the touchdown, like 19 yards. Yeah, but like overall. <laughs> Yeah, because well, what yeah, you just said right there, losing DeAndre Hopkins confirmed it. Yes, yeah. The fact that that's what you got. Yes, playing the best team in the league. Now, let me say this: I did not expect the Texans to win this game. Of course, I don't yeah. think a lot of people did, but I did expect that it would be a lot closer. I expected it to be like, "Hey, Deshaun Watson has now jumped a level. It is going yeah. to get better. He is now." Uh, being considered like uh, those sports blowhards did last year, the Michael Jordan of football for some <laughs> weird reason. He's going to make the jump this year. No, he's not. Uh, well, he the got Chiefs, paid like he's going to make the jump this year. Yeah, the Chiefs are incredibly good. Yes, they And are. the Texans look incredibly bad. The Chiefs also look like a team that it doesn't really matter what they have around Patrick Mahomes. It just matters that they do, in fact, have Patrick Mahomes, who just seems to sustain a level of play where he is commanding the field. That's what it looked like the entire game against the Texans. I mean, he had a he hit a dude with a friggin' dime pass in the end zone 
and he bobbled and it went out of his arms. And the next play, he's like, ah, no worries. Anyway. I'll just do it again. Yeah, I'll just do it again. It's not a big deal. Um, he, the way he throws on the run, the touchdown that he threw to uh, Tyreek Hill, where yes. it's just like, all right, you can't keep up with that guy because he's faster than everybody. I'll just put it in a spot where only he can get it just while I'm run, rolling out. No big deal. But it just seems effortless. Um, unlike the, um, we'll say the coaching of Andy Reid, which seemed like it was labor intensive with his uh, steamed up face mask. How awesome was that face mask? Well, my favorite part was I was looking for a good photo of said face mask to illustrate it. Mm. And I typed it into the interwebs. And if you type in Andy Reid face mask, you can actually buy an Andy Reid face mask that has the mustache the nose and like the piece from his uh, headset that covers it. And does it have like burger bits on it? <laughs> Pull it up as a woman wearing it. The thing is terrifying and you can tell that it's Andy Reed, which leads me to my next question. Cause I noticed swag is also uh, rocking the mustache when the golf show is finishing up. Mm-hmm. How long of a mustache do I have to grow to replace my face mask? Uh, I think never. Oh, okay. I don't think the, I don't think, your facial you hair know. acts as a filter. But you don't know. You don't have the answer. Would I have to dreadlock said mustache? I would <laughs> hope you would. <laughs> Otherwise, why have it? I'm not getting the Andy Reid. Fi- oh, no, I am. <laughs> yes, you are. It popped up. Oh, that is frightening. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I If you're a Chiefs fan right now, just go on and type in Andy Reid face mask. You need one of those. I'm considering getting one. This is scary. Oh, yeah. The the woman wearing it is very scary. <laughs> I told you it was. Um, I don't know why Andy Reid just didn't wear a regular face mask. This seems like it's it's a lot more yeah the face uh, shield hassle. Yeah, the face shield seems like it is an incredible hassle for him. Yeah, though it's also incredibly funny. And if I was Patrick Mahomes or any player taking direct advice from him, I couldn't take this guy seriously. <laughs> I would laugh every time I came up to like hear the play or like if he was individually coaching me about yeah. something i couldn't know the straight face john harbaugh said he was considering wearing one he has uh since changed his mind and will not wear one after seeing the struggles that andy reed went through i feel like andy reed has hotter breath than any coach in the nfl or maybe any coach in football well yeah because he's constantly hungry <laughs> exactly look man when you're hungry like you're breathing hard when you gotta eat you yes. gotta eat yeah and you know i, I just uh, I mean, do you think that he wore that thing because he thinks that, like, face masks, not shields, um, restrict his breathing? I, I, could not, I could not tell you why he made that decision, but the fact that John Harbaugh was considering it as well uh, makes you think that uh, this may have been a conversation they had because we are talking about the face mask that we didn't see a ton of players wearing the full face mask. Right, the Oakley thing? Yeah, the visors. Yeah, that wasn't going to pan out well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You will... Now, it probably doesn't matter too much that Andy Reid gets his uh, facial fogged up because, as you you can see from the footage in the photos, you can just kind of lift it up a little bit and check out your play sheet. If you're a player, that's a legitimate concern that you get fogged up in your face mask. And a lot of dudes that try visors uh, initially will uh, punt on them for that very reason. This producer and former fullback uh included who yeah. tried it in college and it just sucks like if you're a sweaty person <laughs> visors are not good yeah you cannot see anything well there you go so uh my thought on the game is basically this that i don't know how good or bad the texans are i just know the chiefs are really good
And they're yeah. going to make a lot of teams look really bad this year. And if you don't have them as a write-in right now to be your Super Bowl representative for the AFC, I would be surprised by that. We'll obviously get a look at all the the rest of the AFC tomorrow, but the Chiefs are quite good. Good as advertised. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I mean. I'd love to see somebody knock. If, if Baltimore can, you know, figure out their playoff woes and get in there and somebody can challenge them. I'm very, my, my most, I'll, I'll tease you with this. Because we're going to talk about the rest of the NFL. We'll do it. Do you have one last thought? On, I do. On the Chiefs. Go ahead. Um, the NFL's attempt to recognize social justice protests. Oh. Great. Um, so I watched the clip again because I saw the headlines going, oh, they booted or whatever. I thought that they did fine. When I watched the video back, it seemed a lot more that they were booing the Texans who had just come out on the field because they were not there for the anthem. They came out and they all joined arms. There was actually a pretty big ovation after it. I didn't see it live. Um, so I thought it was fine. Um, there was the uh, the phrase end racism in the end zone, and it was just transparent lettering on the white line in the back I, pylon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a D. A D. Probably a D minus. The, the show of unity at the beginning, I, it was smart of them not to have flag as part of the protest. We can, uh, you know, we could probably have a longer discussion about it, but here's how, where I'll leave it. The NFL was never going to win in this situation no. uh, because they set the precedent for how their fans will react to it. Yeah. As much as you, fan out there, feels that, like, you're in control of how you root for the NFL, uh, and I am in this group, you're kind of not because the NFL has conditioned you probably since you were able to even recognize what football is on a television to have certain responses to certain things because you have grown to expect something in a certain way. And you have also now at this point grown to accept the fact that a majority of fans in the NFL do not want to hear about social justice yep. reform. And whether that is about any of their personal, uh, you know, things, it really doesn't matter. It's just the fact that the NFL could care less because they're in the business of making money. Yeah. And I thought it was no greater express than in that game where it, I, I felt it was a very half-ass attempt. End racism. We're all going to lock arms at the start. Peace. Eh. Let's play a football game. <laughs> football. Yes. No, I will say yes. I'm glad they didn't involve the flag thing. Because yeah, that would just irritate yeah, everybody. Yeah, seems fine. There's no, no reason to get people, yeah. people all riled up. Get them all bristled. Oh, I'm so bristled over this. Uh, whose debut are you more excited about? Uh, the biggest story in the NFL offseason, Tom Brady with a new home, New England with a new quarterback. Who are you most excited about? We'll talk about that to continue the NFL conversation after this college football score update. Update. Since yesterday. Oh! Got, uh, we've got a full slate of games tomorrow, Mr. Darkins. Do you have a U.S. Open final tomorrow that's going to take over most of your viewing? It will. Not most of it. Afternoon uh, games, though. Who's, do we have the final set? Do we know who's playing? I don't know. Final set? No, do we know who's playing? Yes. What's, what's we have your... the final match. Yeah, is it set, though? I, kn I know that it's not a final set. Is the there finals... will be a final set. Set. Who's playing? Who's because uh, Djokovic 
got booted for, uh, you know, trying to kill that woman. And you've got Federer's out uh, for COVID. Uh, He's uh, out Nadal, for knee. Rafa's Nadal. out for COVID. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No. Why did I think it was Nadal's knee? How silly of me. I know. That is silly of you. I, that's what I just said. Jerk. Uh, so the final... Let's see if I know any of these guys. Is Joey Sox in? No, Joey Sox is not in, and you're thinking of uh, <laughs> you're thinking of Jack Sock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought it was grosser than that. Yeah, Jack Sock. No, the two men's finalists are Dominic Team from Austria. Never heard of him. Ranked uh, number three in the world, and. Alexander's now you're trying to make me name. feel bad for not hearing of him. Oh, he's number three in the world. You should have heard of him. Has he won a Grand Slam? He's about to. Well, <laughs> the other guy sucks. Uh, no, Zverev uh, is just like 23 years old, and he's from Germany, and he's an up-and-comer. I'm going for him. All right, go Zverev. Uh, tomorrow, though, we got full slate of NFL games. I mentioned it before the break. The biggest off-season story of course, Tom Brady is playing with a new football team. He will be in the Bruce Arians offense in Tampa Bay. Well, Bill Belichick has a new toy at quarterback. And it's former MVP Cam Newton. You have to you get to watch one of their first opening drives on offense. Who are you more excited to see? What Belichick and Cam Newton will look like or what Tom Brady will look like in a really ugly uniform? Uh, more interested in Tom Brady, and it's not even because of Tom Brady. It's because of the, here's the air quotes, weapons around Ooh. him. Though I will say it got a little bit better once Leonard Fournette joined the team, which okay. I think is a X factor that if they honestly did not have Leonard Fournette. He is not the starting running back, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see how far that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really, I, I think if Leonard Fournette hadn't have joined this team, I would have written the Bucks off. At this point, they're in a okay. far too difficult uh, division, one that's just too solid, uh, in my opinion, to really get around. And I just believe that the last few games that you saw of Brady, <laughs> I mean, literally the last drive you saw of Brady in New England last season really shouldn't give you any confidence that he'll be any better this year. He's another year older. Uh, is which he? he's on the wrong side of 35. He's He's got the TB12 diet, which is like a fountain of youth. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Being another year older sometimes works and sometimes works to a benefit in football. If you were on the right side of 35, yes. if you were below 35 and you turned 31 and you're a quarterback, I'd go, well, that's another year of experience. You're still in your prime, so he might be better. So Russell Wilson. Yes. Yeah. He, he might be better. How old is Cam Newton? Uh, I'm going to guess Cam Newton is like 33, so he's maybe on, 34. He's on the right side. He's only 31. Oh, he's only 31. Now, Cam Newton is not because Cam Newton is being held together by uh, Elmer's glue. And duct tape. And duct tape, yeah. yeah that shoulder on. is not well. Uh, so it's not so much the fact that I'm excited to see either player. I'm excited to see how either team is. And that's yeah. kind of the interesting part about the two teams that they went to is that both of them are kind of at these weird crossroads where Belichick uh, is pretty much just like, okay, do I keep doing this without Tom Brady or do I keep coaching? Or is it this weird physics thing where if Bill Belichick stops coaching, like he explodes. <laughs> uh, and then in Tampa Bay, it's pretty much red alert, which is you are about to become even more irrelevant than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Ooh. I didn't even know if that was possible. So you actually have to do something to get people to just look. 
And that's what they did. They went out and got Tom Brady, who is getting worse. They went out and got Rob Gronkowski, who is skinny. Yeah, who's skinny and apparently uh, was getting such terrible headaches he couldn't sleep for a week. Yeah. Uh, And then you basically loaded the roster with dudes who might be decent on a great team, but aren't good on a Bucks team that, let's just be honest, sucks with the additions except for Leonard Fournette. Really? Yes. They, huh. That team's not good. People swear up and down that that roster is loaded, Will Darkens. I know, man. And they did that with the Browns. And how did that yes. turn out? Well, the Browns are the Browns. And the Bucks are the Bucks. And this it'll Unfortunately. Be, it, and you can't blame this on Jameis Winston either because I have heard that excuse where people just go, well, they've just been bogged down by Jameis yeah. Winston. If they didn't have Jameis Winston at quarterback, they would be. No, dude. No. It doesn't work like that. If you have a really crappy quarterback, that means the organization itself probably is really crappy and hasn't thought to move on from it. Pairs. <laughs> it's the same thing. Dude, they're starting Trubisky. Yeah. Why? Are. Your defense is good enough. Because they went out a, and got Nick Foles, who's not an upgrade. Dude, you're in a vulnerable division. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't look any better, and he's going to have a letdown year in, uh, with Matt LaFleur in the second. And they're, you know they're going to put Jordan Love in. Yeah. The lines suck. That's yep. pretty easy to point out. Well, no, the Lions are mediocre. Okay. Always. And the Vikings are unpredictable. Yep. So why unreliable. the hell? Unreliable. Yeah, I'd say unreliable. unreliable. It's unreliable. So why the hell would you start Trubisky over Nick Foles, where you already have a great defense yeah. and a pretty decent skill set of players? I, to me, if you have a crappy quarterback and you're too stupid to bench him, your franchise sucks. Why do why do NFL teams constantly dismiss the idea of just like we don't need the most talented guy we need the guy that can get us there uh Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl just be good enough but the issue is Nick Foles can't keep a starting job Case Keenum was as good or better in that Vikings offense but then they go out and pay Kirk Cousins all this money because they need to get a little bit better at it but they were they were a a sniff away from the end zone and they got rid of Case Keenum it's it's funny you just need to have that guy that's uber talented but sometimes it's like dude you've got good enough right there it's so bizarre that they well Trubisky's got all this upside Jameis Winston I mean did you see what he did in college and they just stick with it and just putting somebody in there that's reliable Because a lot of the times, and we've talked about this before with NFL teams and with NFL franchises. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. A lot of the times, NFL franchises are run a lot like just your regular company. Yeah. And if you've ever worked for a good company, one you can objectively look at and go, yeah, this place is run pretty well. It's about consistency, (laughs) right? It's about just having what you know works, what you can expect and working around it. Yep. Um, and to the detriment of NFL teams, they sometimes kind of lean into that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best example of that. They kind of leaned into Jameis Winston. They go, oh yeah, he throws a lot of picks and he's kind of a pain in the ass off the field. He's getting in these legal problems where I have reporters asking me questions about crap that I don't care about. Uh, he knows the offense and the team seems to like him and well just 
keep it going. Well, and you can make the argument that Tom Brady was that average quarterback that they just rode to nine Super Bowl appearances. They didn't keep trying to upgrade Tom Brady into somebody that was bigger, faster, stronger. But Tom Brady is also very, well, was very good. No, no. Tom Brady wasn't average. Yeah. Tom Brady was incredibly but, yeah. good. Uh, That's the difference. <laughs> Bucks start their season with the Saints. That is an afternoon game tomorrow. And then you have... Um, you have a team called the Dolphins taking on the Patriots. So those mm. are two big games. Uh, we'll look at the rest of the scoreboard, tell you what to watch. We'll do it next in a segment we call What to Watch. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we have officially started the NFL season, but really the kickoff is tomorrow for the majority of teams. So, Will, the question I have for you is what are you watching for this season in the NFL? This season? Yeah. You already mentioned that Jordan Love will be starting by the end of the year, so I'm going to expect a new one from you. But what are you watching for this season in the NFL? I am watching for Russell Wilson to make the next step, who uh, I believe his team is my Super Bowl pick. (gasps) What? I do. I think that they are in a very good position where there's a lot of vulnerabilities around the league that they can take advantage of. One being the Super Bowl slump that the uh, San Francisco 49ers will most likely uh, experience. Most NFC teams that lost in Super Bowls, if you go back and look, Mm -hmm. suck uh, the next year. (laughs) Rams. Yeah, Rams. Great example. Uh, Recent one. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for the Seahawks, honestly, to make that jump and get into the Super Bowl. And Possibly play either the Ravens or the Chiefs. Excellent. Well, they've got targets. It'll be interesting to see what uh, DJ Met, uh, DK Metcalf looks like uh, this year because apparently that guy's got just about the work ethic of a tank. Is he too jacked? He's pretty freaking jacked. But, dude. like, is he too jacked to the point of, like, it's Tim Tebow too jacked where they were no. like, dude, you got to quit benching because you can't throw anymore? No, because he didn't have to throw. The but is it like, dude, you're way too jacked and you can't even really run a slant anymore? Like when you're running a slant, people know because you like <laughs> thump your mo- monstrous leg into the turf and then dude, turn. My my thing is, even if you know what that guy's running, good luck stopping him. He's a monster. But him and Tyler Lockett are my favorite combination of receivers because you have tiny and just somehow always gets open. And then you have giant just burner on the outside. It'll be very fun to and watch. And then you what have Greg there. Olson uh, attempting not to be broken in half. Uh, there are two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just my foot falls off. Like if his leg, if he runs and his leg gets left behind, he'd be like, "Whoops." My uh, leg! 
There are two things that I am watching for uh, this year, and both are related to throwing the ball downfield. Tom Brady uh, is playing in a Bruce Arians offense. Bruce Arians in the last five years has not had a quarterback outside of the top five in most air yards per pass. So <laughs> this is one of those next-gen stats the NFL does, but it's how far the ball travels in the air. Are you listening to me? Uh, I have, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a what? Air yards. Air yards. So how far the ball travels before does it gets serious? punts? No. No, it's when you're throwing the football. Throwing the football, right? He likes to throw the football downfield. Bruce Arians' so offense anyway, is a predicate. Can you explain this to me a little further? Because air yards just sounds like passing yards. Because the other yards are when you give it to some guy, uh, the running back usually, and then he runs. I throw you the football five yards, and yeah. then you catch it and run another 15. That's a 20-yard pass. Right. Where but isn't that just yaks? Yeah, that's your yak. Five is your air yards. 15 is your yak. Picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. It's a 20-yard pass. All right. Only five of it thrown in the air. Tom Brady throws short, precise passes. Bruce Arians like to throw the ball downfield. Mm. His quarterbacks are averaging between 9 and 12 yards. Down the field is where he wants the receivers to catch the ball. Brady last year, eighth, eighth lowest air yards per throw. So he likes to throw those quick passes. So you wonder well the, where they'll meet in the middle. And as you mentioned, as you mentioned, Will. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is another year older. So if you want him to throw the ball downfield more often uh, in this offense, it'll be very interesting. So you wonder where the compromise will be. That's one of the things I'm watching. Yeah, the other th one. Yeah, this is going to be a car wreck. I I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I think people are completely overestimating how good this team is going to be. Like, seriously. Like, if Tom Brady looked really bad in that playoff game, like, expect it to get worse. A year yeah. does not help that. Yeah. The other thing that I'm watching is Buffalo. Buffalo is intriguing to me. Mm. Josh Allen is intriguing to me, and Josh Allen has a new weapon. Do you know who that is? Uh, Mr. Diggs. Do you know who has the highest, the highest percentage of caught balls, deep balls uh, at the wide receiver position in the NFL? Des Bryant. No, it's, that's not right. It's actually a lot easier. It's Stefan Diggs. Oh, oh, okay. When targeted downfield, Stefan Diggs has the highest completion percentage. 57.7% uh, of the passes thrown to him downfield are caught by Mr. Diggs. Do you know which quarterback has the lowest downfield completion percentage in the NFL? Mitch Trubisky. No, it's Josh oh, Allen. Okay, okay, okay. I Just get 22%, going. 22%. So uh, I want to see how that combo uh, will react in Buffalo because Buffalo was a team that was right there uh, in the playoff mix last year. If they keep getting better, man, that defense is awesome. Um, and if Josh Allen can take a next step, having a weapon, unlike what the Texans did getting rid of their best weapon, uh, they actually brought in a new weapon in Buffalo, and I think that will be very interesting to watch. Those two things I'm looking for. Bill Bryan is probably the only person who looks or is as stupid as he looks. Bill O'Brien? Yeah. Like, I, I can't. I mean, there's other people, but the only uh, one coaching an NFL team. Yeah. There are plenty of people that look stupid and are stupid, but you have no reason to discuss that. Yes. He is the only NFL coach yeah. who truly is as stupid as he looks. Jim Tom Sula? No. Because even Jim Tom Sula wouldn't have done this. Mm. Tom Sula was just kind of. He was just kind of a lackey. How dumb are is the rest of the Texans organization that they give this idiot the keys to the castle is the question. I don't know. And, you know, I think it gets back to our wider conversation we have every single year with the NFL, which is, I, I, I honestly, 
I think people have this weird thing in their heads where they think that NFL teams, uh, you know, operate like they're playing Madden. Yeah. It's like, dude, no, they're not. They're operating like a business. And if something seems to sort of work and they're making money, like they're good. They don't really care about that. Yeah. Like they don't, the Texans don't really have to work that hard to make more money because they fill the arena up every single year and they went and got their franchise quarterback. Yeah. And it seems like they kind of make the playoffs every year. So why would I ruin this? Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time you're ever going to fall into an issue with this is when the player starts to become more important than the coach and the player starts calling the shots. And as an owner, you have to kind of leverage who am I going to listen to and who, where am I going to put the money? Yeah. That's what was so confusing about the Patriots, I felt like, yeah. is that Robert Kraft really, he, uh, I'll give him credit, he was incredibly good at playing that game of like, who am I giving more influence at this point, you know, yeah. Brady or Belichick? But a lot of owners don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so they just kind of go with what's in front of them. They go, well, butts are in seats, I'm making money, whatever. Well, the air quality is going to be bad. Sit at home, watch NFL football all day tomorrow. Uh, real quickly, what are you watching outside of sports? You know, we've gotten so bored that we went over to Disney+. Plus. Ooh. Do you know what I watched last night? Uh, did you watch Mulan? One episode of Lizzie McGuire. Did you really? Have you watched Mandalorian? Not yet. New Mandalorian comes out in October. That That's a really good series. And the behind the scenes, I thought, was uh, really entertaining, too. So if you get a chance to watch Mandalorian, uh, I realize that there's a new season of Shameless on uh, season 10 of Shameless on Netflix. If you've never seen that show. Oh, there is? Yeah. I don't know how long it's been there, but okay. I just realized it. I think we probably oh, My uh, wife and I switched between uh, making fake email accounts to get the Showtime free pass. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, season 10 of Shameless is on Netflix. If you have not seen that series, start from the beginning and watch it all the way through. It is uh, pretty fantastic. And this season's actually really good. I, would, I thought I'd be disappointed without Fiona. Yes, I've seen that season. Yes. It's good. It's funny. Yeah, it's uh, quite good. I, I'm, I started the episode of the, uh, the wedding between Ian and Mickey. Yeah. And then I had to pause because I was busy doing something else. Uh, it is setting up to be fantastic. His father's trying to murder him while Gay Mary's uh, is, is, yeah. Thanks for blowing it. Wait, what now? I'm just saying. I, haven't, I don't know how it ends. Seven seconds. Watch it. Yes, I know. We're done. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Keep them laughing as you go. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.